This podcast is for grown-ups only. Some of the content may not be appropriate for little ears like mine. I watched that video multiple times um, because I knew we were going to talk about this. And that whole situation just blows my mind. There's literally like five police on the other side of those doors with that crowd. They're not getting beat. This is Diakonos, the Cops Calling. I'm Anthony Weaver, and last week you heard part one of my current events conversation with Gary Lowe. If you don't know who Gary Lowe is, check out uh, Diakonos, a cop's calling episode number two to learn more about him. In this particular episode, you will have the pleasure of listening to part two of my conversation with Gary about some current events. But man, we're kind of all over the place in this episode. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, We finish up some thoughts about last week's Cue the Dip incident that involves deputies in Brevard County, Florida, along with the sheriff there, Sheriff Ivy. Then we talk everything from hot peppers, our infamous Nalgene bottle domestic, and the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. I'll close the episode out with a brand new Cue the Dip uh, winner for this episode and some thoughts on doing good works. A very entertaining episode that I think you'll enjoy. And here's the good news. If you are a patron, you will be able to hear a part three with Gary Lowe next week. In that part three, we get into COVID craziness as it relates to law enforcement and also some of the craziness going on in Australia as we speak. If you are not a patron, well, you will not be able to listen to part three of my conversation with Gary. Uh, If you want to be a patron, go to diakonosacc.podbean.com and look for the Become a Patron button in the top right corner. Uh, If you're on a computer, if you're not on a computer, if you're on your phone, go to patron.podbean.com backslash diakonosacc. Finally, I will be wrapping up season one at the end of this month. I was planning on going through November, but I'm really getting after it right now at my full-time job as we prepare for the Christmas holiday, and uh, I just need to take a break for the sake of my family, and quite honestly, for myself too, just to to take a break, uh, regroup, and get ready for season two. Uh, Gary will be joining me for a special patron live episode at some point at the end of November or beginning of December, and we will be doing the patron prize drawing during that episode. Uh, it's going to be an awesome prize. I have an awesome prize planned, uh, which I'll which I'll talk about later. And then I'm looking to launch season two in January, at some point in January of 2022. So lots of exciting stuff coming up as we close out season one, especially if you're a patron. All right, enough of all that. Uh, let's get into this continued conversation I had with Gary. We're back. We're back. Um, yeah, no. Sheriff Ivy, great job. Yeah. Great job. Cue the dip. Cue the I'd dip. work I'd work for him in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't really know the guy, but like he I seems, mean he seems pretty I saw a ten minute video and I was like, I kinda <laughs> like this guy. I could probably work for him. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What a wild I mean, that's a wild I just wish people could get that feeling. Like, I mean, I've never had anything like that happen to me, but like that adrenaline or that like I've had stuff happen. I mean, yeah, we've talked absolutely. about it. But like to know to know what you're gonna do when 
when it when it ha- when 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 it hits the fan like right. when it when you go from basically just normal life maybe a little bit amped to like you're fighting for your life either right. you die or this person dies or this person gets away or you catch this person it's one or the other like that feeling is like but i don't think most people want to feel that you don't think no Dude, no such way. a good feeling i mean there are people who enjoy adrenaline who enjoy but but the vast majority of people would have no desire to to be in that like one-on-one like competition yeah. type type thing like where the stakes are that high yeah you're probably right i think i think people are like me and they're not no see that and that goes back to the recruitment thing where it it has to be a calling and if you start turning it into we're going to right in- back to recruiting here we go again we're going to in <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this this thing really it got me fired up. If if you're gonna go, if you're just gonna purely try to incentivize it for more people to apply, you're not gonna get people that are truly called to the profession. I think you should. You're want, gonna you're gonna get less people who are called. To I think profession. you should want to be a police officer. Like feel like you like you always say a calling. You should feel called to be a police officer. There, yeah, there should be something yeah. within you that makes. That, it's not just a job. I mean, no. it is a job. It is a that's job. That's how, how we pay bills. But like, it's, it's, it's more than that. I guess that's, that's true of, maybe it's not. No, I don't think it, I don't th- I think, I mean, there's, there's job. Like I've had plenty of jobs in my life that weren't callings. I mean, I started working when I was 12 years old. I delivered papers. Yeah. And I held it. I've, I've held a job since I was 12. Mm-hmm. I've worked fast food i've worked in restaurants i've where'd you work fast food i worked at mcdonald's i lasted really a month i worked on a blueberry farm for one day (laughs) when i was probably like 15 years old i rode my bike maybe i might have been younger. why did you only last one day i made i think it was 52 cents a quart or something like that and i literally ate my face off in blueberries i think (laughs) i came home with like a dollar ten do you have diarrhea for the next well, week? No, nah, man. I was a kid, man. I could, I could eat anything. You'd do whatever you want. I could Dude, eat stones isn't that or crazy? rocks. Like m- that, my diet. Like I can eat something for dinner; it will wreck me. What? Yeah, the next day it'll wreck me. Oh, like if you eat, eat something terrible. Yeah, like I remember being a kid. Oh, and you just 20s, eat anything. I would you eat could eat rocks I and dirt and trees and. Dude, if I wanted to eat ice cream at midnight, yeah, no slept like a baby, felt great. Didn't even think about it. Dude, I cannot. Here we are. We're saying bro and dude a lot now. It, it's a. Uh, yeah, it. It's amazing now at my age. And I'm not that old, but right, right, right. at our age now, how much food can affect how I feel sure. the next day or, or even even within an hour. Yeah. Do you like hot sauce? So here's the thing with hot stuff. I like, I like some hot stuff. I, I like some heat, but I don't, I, I like to enjoy my food. You don't want it to burn your mouth or like. Yeah. yeah. So like we, we sell this jerky at the store. I've had the habanero. Yeah. It's good, but that's like my limit to spice. We also sell some with, it's called voodoo chili Whoa. and it has like a spicy warning on it. I won't touch this stuff because okay. I know it. it that's Too not much. even enjoyable for me. My daughter wanted to do a garden this year. I mean, we're talking the fall now. So in the spring, she wanted to do a garden. And I was okay. like, okay, you can do a garden, but I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Like, you deal with it. 
she's like, I want to do this and this and this. I perfect. I said, look, this is all I want you to is do. Is this your older daughter? Yeah. <laughs> of course. It is. She's driving now. Like she's super, super great. Right. She goes, I want, I'm going to do a garden. I said, perfect. You do a garden. Here's what I want. I want two, ha- two jalapeno plants and I want another like red chili, like some type of hot pepper plant. I do not want habaneros. She goes, okay, daddy, I got you. I'll go get you something. So she goes and she gets a tons of, that's exactly how she talks too. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so she goes, she goes and she does this thing. She brings home a bunch of plants, tomatoes and stuff. And then she, she brings the pepper plants to me and they're habaneros. She got me a habanero plant. It's too hot for me, right? So I grew these habaneros. Long story short, the habaneros turned out perfect. I made some habanero um, hot sauce and, I'm, and it, it, it's super good. It's not as hot as you might think. It's hot. See, uh, well, we'll have some next time. We'll, if you ever have me on again, we'll, yes, have, some, well, we'll have some. It's like funny, some chips or something. Funny you should say. You're coming back on uh, December. We're doing a live oh, episode. Dude. Patrons only. Dude, it be fun. Yeah, it's live. It is a lot of fun. All right. So... That's exciting. Yeah. So I'm also fermenting some habaneros. Do you know how to ferment things? So you like uh, chop vinegar, them up, right? No, no, no. It's uh, it's salt water. So it's like oh. a salt water brine. Don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Well, I'm so tired of people looking at me well, like an vinegar idiot. Vinegar is already a preservative. You want it to ferment. You want it, the natural bacteria to kind of do about. its thing. So anyway, I got some habaneros fermenting. So in about okay. a week and a half, I might let it go longer. I'm going to have some more hot sauce. That's going to taste totally different than the second one. So in December, that'll be ready. We'll try them both. You're, I'm not going to try those live on the show. No. We'll try them before. And then if you can handle them, we'll try them on the show. Okay. okay. Or see. maybe we should try it live on the show. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> it's not going to be that hot because I can't do super hots. Okay. But habaneros are super hots, but this one, I'll, it's not going to See, be, but here's not. the thing. Jalapenos. I can't even eat a jalapeno unless I strip out the seeds. That's too hot Like eat me. it raw? Yeah. Yeah. I can't eat that raw either. I'm mean, going okay. to eat it with like chips. So and stuff, habaneros but, like, calm down a little bit depending what you do to them then? They're like uh, 50 times hotter than I. See, I, I don't think I want to do this. Right. I'll do it live. Do it live. Yeah. Do it live. Do you know Bill O'Reilly? Isn't he the uh, comedian that just died? <laughs> oh, my word. Dude. This is why people say cops are dumb. <laughs> Bill like, O'Reilly? Seriously. Like, give me a hint. Like, who Bill is Wright, he? He used to be like a big like Fox News personality. He oh, wrote yeah, a bunch of books. That guy drove me absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, there's a clip of him yeah. that's floating around when he Didn't was he like- did he grip a bunch of women too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah, he he's did. not a great guy. Um, allegedly, probably. Allegedly. Uh, I don't he, was, he was back- to listen to this and then like oh, sue Oh, yeah, because for... Bill O'Reilly is listening <laughs> to this. Um. He was, uh, did he used to do Inside Edition or something like that? But he used to do this thing. Before Fox. Yeah, before okay. Fox. So um, he, he was upset because I guess his teleprompter wasn't working or something. <laughs> and there's like this clip. Dude, you need to pull this up on YouTube. He, he, gets, uh, he gets absolutely out of his mind angry. Yeah. And he's like, we'll do it live. And he's like dropping the F-bomb and stuff. Yeah, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. And he's like screaming at the producer and everything. <laughs> So every I cannot say we're going to do a live episode without that flashing into my head. Like thinking about it. Or, yes. Yeah. Without that, like that him and his like red face will do it live. Just losing his mind. <laughs> That's so funny. People get so mad about silly things. Yeah, I can. I mean, I've gotten pretty mad about some stuff, too. You've oh, had yeah. to talk me down a couple times. Have I? Yeah. Remember you got real mad at me one time. Yeah, this when is, we discussed this is the about story. the the Nalgene bottle. Here's the thing: 
I did some research on Nalgene bottles this week because I was pretty sure this was going to come up on the episode. Nalgene bottles were, were you know, advertised as nearly destru- indestructible. Right. But the problem was you said it was indestructible. Yeah. And I stand by that. You threw it out a second floor window and nothing happened to it. Yeah. I also said that if I ran it over a tank or a car, <laughs> it would definitely explode. And you're like, no, it wouldn't. It's indestructible. And then I threw it out the window. You got real upset and you threw like lots of my gear out the window. I had to go find it. <laughs> That's basically the story, except it was like a 20 minute ordeal. Yes. With lots of screaming. We literally, we literally, because we would argue about everything. Yeah. Um, because. And that was when Knowledge Bottles first came out and you were all excited because you had one. I had a Nalgene bottle. I and then you really talked cool. it up real good you about how great yeah. this bottle is. And, and like, you, I think you got tired of me talking about my Nalgene bottle. No, I think, honestly, you didn't get tired of it. I think you just said, you know, it, it isn't indestructible. It right. could be destructed. And you're like, no. Destructed? Is that right? Destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah, it could break. We could break <laughs> it, yeah. We're not doing ourselves any favors on this show. This is exactly why people are like, cops are a bunch of idiots. We are. Um, but yes, so you, you told me, you're like, no. It, it, it could be destroyed. And I, I gave said, you lots of different reasons how it could be. I said I could shoot it. I could, you know, run it over with the tank. And you're like, it was just like a thing. And lots of, I mean, the whole unit was there and we're like laughing about it. And right. everybody was going against you. And yeah. you started to get real upset. And then I opened the window and I said, well, watch it. I tossed your analogy <laughs> bottle out the window and you lost your mind. On- you literally went uh, Bill O'Reilly on it. You went crazy. Was I actually mad though? No, I think it was all fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did. But like, it, you, it looked like you were pretty mad. This you threw my like, coat out. You threw my like pinch pad out. Was there like was stuff. Clothes. There were clothes. Yeah. I oh, threw yeah, your clothes. Yeah. Like, this was literally like a uh, good old fashioned you know, domestic that oh, you yeah. show up. Except you we didn't up. hit each other. Yeah, we didn't yeah. hit each other. Because we're um, Although I was at the point where I was going to tell everyone that you did hit me right. and then get a PFA on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, use a PFA uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, just, you know, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it, it, uh, it was an old-fashioned, like, domestic between two bros. That's and, right. and, uh, it, like when you pull up in front of a house, you always know you got a good one when you pull up in front of a house and there's like a bunch of clothes everywhere. laying on the sidewalk, like you know, screaming from inside, screaming from inside, yeah. mattresses outside, you know, everything. Like you're like, okay, well, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was yeah, fun. so that was a good time. Yeah, the Nalgene bottle domestic. Mm-hmm. You still uh, have we, that bottle? We had a lot of arguments. Um. Uh no, I don't know what happened to that thing. I know it wasn't destroyed. <laughs> I bet I know what happened to it. I don't know what, you know what, I, you know what I do think happened to it? I think it might have melted. I think I, I melted it in a, I think it got too close to the burner in a, in a uh, dishwasher. So I guess it was destructible. Yeah, you got it. Maybe that's what happened to it. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Well. But stiff. either way, I mean, ridiculous little things that we so argue dumb. about and fight about. So dumb. All right. What else are we talking about? January 6th. An insurrection. Can we call it a riot? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a riot. It's, it's a, a riot, riot for sure. It's a riot. It's a riot. The riot, the U.S. Capitol. Um, overall, general opinion as an LEO. I've, I've, had, I've actually had people, um, you know, ask me my opinion on this. Yeah. I don't even want to say people. 
I, I had like at least one person ask me my opinion on this. Um, yeah. What, what did you think about the whole thing? Uh, confusion, chaos, um, lawlessness. Yeah. Um, criminal behavior. Absolutely. Uh, protesting. Yep. Um, violence. Yes. I think there was some violence. Why would you say it wasn't an insurrection? I don't think anybody was trying to take over the government. No, I don't either. I think that's the definition of, definition of an insurrection. I, right? I believe so. I didn't look up yeah. the, uh, the Webster dictionary. But yeah, an insurrection is like literally trying to overthrow, like overthrow the government. the government, yeah. 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 I think that's silly. Uh, it was criminal behavior. I mean, we've had, I mean, 20, was it 2020 was the year of protests in the nation. Right. Lots of um, city halls, police stations taken over. Courts, courthouses. Courts, courthouses taken over. Yeah. That just weren't called insurrections. I mean, that's smaller government. Right. Um, I think what happened in the Capitol building is a disgrace. It's embarrassing um, to be in a country where people feel like they can destroy property that's publicly, it's, 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 quote owned by the people right. which isn't yeah. actually true but like we want to believe that i want to believe that right i want to believe that the people's house is the people's house um yeah. i I'm, I'm not naive it i mean it, it is should be. based on elections like we have a process in this country yeah so yeah. Th that's yeah. that's the people's house yes based on elections i hated seeing that I hated seeing I, people it, hanging it made from me sick. Heck, people hanging from stuff. I was, um, I was like, you we're know, better than people this. holding American flags and acting. I mean, it looked like a third world country. Yeah, is what it looked like to me. Yeah, except with like cooler, cooler buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah or buildings that I've been to. You know, so yeah. So I, overall, and I think I said this on one of my episodes. It, I mean, they broke the law, and and yeah. those people that were identified, lots of people broke the law. And so I say confusion this way because I've. I've also seen lots of videos where Capitol Police or police officers are welcoming them in. And some of them were punished. Some of them yeah. have been, have been yeah. uh, punished for that. Yeah. yeah. There's so, I have so many questions about this thing and I'm not, I'm so ignorant about like yeah. all that happened. I don't know that we're ever going to know. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to know because his, history is always written by the winner, right? Right. Um, so I, um, I mean, to see police officers letting people in and then other times pe police aren't and they're getting beat and that's terrible. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots. So that's why I say confusion also, because those people that were let in, like, how, like, why are they being charged? Like the police literally like open doors for them. Like I watched them open doors and just let people in, like let them right. walk in. And then if those people get charged federally, like, I mean, that's, that's wild. I mean, yeah. if they go in there and break stuff, okay. But like. They think they're allowed in, and obviously there was different sides that were breached, and like some some windows were broken and gotten in that way, like you know. So there's all kinds of confusion and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like you said, I don't know that we'll ever know the full the full truth of it, or or and obviously it's been so politicized. Yeah. I think from our perspective as law enforcement officers, we would agree that you know it was against the law. The people who are arrested, um, you know, that that did do crime should be arrested, should be charged. Um, and they charge that like that elderly lady that looks like 
I think she's got like a Trump flag, like an American flag. She's wearing like Trump. She looks like really like decrepit and old, but like there's no lots idea. of pictures. She's like one of those that's pictured with the guy with like the, the wild head. Oh, the wild headdress thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walk around the podium. Like she's one of those. But she like looked like. Right. I mean, she just didn't quite look all there. Yeah. Um, that's probably not the right way to say it. Like she didn't look like a criminal. Right. One of those people. Like she just didn't look like someone who was a thug. Well, I think. To be like, like she's just there like having a good time right. with everybody else. She probably didn't know, even know what was going on. Like there I were, if she got if she got charged, like that'd be terrible. There were definitely people in that group that were straight up thug criminals that yeah. were, were there set on doing criminal activity. Yeah. I think I have some questions about that too, but yeah, I, I do think that there are, I don't know that people fully understand the crowd mentality that when you have yeah. like in a crowd like that, when you have people who are driving that, how that, you know, crowd mentality takes over and, and other people that normally wouldn't engage in activity like that begin to engage in it because of just yeah. the energy and, and everything going on. I mean, you see it all the time in, in riots and stuff, but, um, sporting events, sporting events, like, like the way people, one person starts the wave. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a silly thing to say, yeah. but like in reality, that's, right. that's literally what happens. And then somebody and, gets wound up or, Hey, let's go rob this. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. You get, you get, the, you get people pumped up. And if right. you have like an A personality or someone who has, I don't even know if I can, like if someone has like, the drive to motivate people and right. can lead. I mean, we, I would even call that leading. Um, you can get people to do, do a lot of things. Yeah. That they that, normally probably wouldn't do. That's why law enforcement generally in those types of situations tries to determine those that are driving the action yeah. and pull them out and arrest them. Right. Um, because you start pulling those. You stomp them and it's right. stomp like in a figurative way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a, yeah, I, I found it pretty disgusting, um, to watch and made me sad. everything. It made, it made me sad, but I also, I did feel like the way our, our national press has covered it. We, for the whole summer, we watched cities burn to the <laughs> ground and like it was okay. It was okay. We watched courthouses get burned. We watched police departments get burned. We watched people take over parts of cities and yeah. murders happen in those areas. And, and that was okay. Mm -hmm. But this was painted as like literally the unforgivable sin. I heard somebody say this was worse. I probably saw this on Twitter or something. 9-11. Worse than 9-11. I literally like, like my stomach turned a little bit. I probably saw some red, got real angry. Probably wanted yeah. to hit something. You're comparing, you're comparing yeah. that to um, like, what, like 3,000 people dying? Yeah. Um, come on. Like literally changed our nation. Right. An incident that literally changed our nation compared to right. and outside some people enemy. wowing out. Like people wowed out. That's yeah. what, I mean, that's what happened. Right. They wowed out. Yeah. And there and there's there are a lot of questions about January 6th regarding, you know, FBI informants, FBI agents, like who I'm just putting it out there. I mean, like like there are a lot of questions about like what 
what was going on, like what information was known, what information wasn't known. And I don't think we have all the answers and I don't think we'll have all the answers for years. And I'm not a crazy conspiracy theory guy. Why don't you think we'll get the answers or why don't you think we'll have the answers? Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think, I think our, our overall, the national press is controlled by a certain belief system. That's why, that's why I think we'll never fully arrive at uh, a full decision or a full, like, like there, there's definitely certain things that are driven in our culture and driven by our press um, and, and things outside of that, that call into question are not generally given the same level of, of press that other things are given. Um, you know. They just, they just aren't. They just aren't. I think those that have the answers control how the answers come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like they, we don't have access to all these videos. No. Like, I'd love to watch these videos. I mean, I couldn't. I don't have that much care, right, or desire to watch all that. But the answers can be found. Watch videos. I think they don't want to release videos. I get. I mean, some videos aren't getting released, and which which always raises questions. If right. you don't want to release the videos, right. if you don't want to release why? everything that you have, it's not national security. Why is that? Unless it is. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So and 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 again, you know, we talked about the at you know at the beginning of the at the beginning of the show, the social media and and all these things there's just a, a level of distrust in this country um people people hunger for truth and you don't ever know if you're really getting the full story the so full truth i think that's true and i also think that people are that is the truth you know what i mean yeah. so like there's the distrust right and then there's also the all in i i believe what i'm being told yeah yeah and i, I mean, maybe i'll backtrack on that I, maybe people don't hunger for truth i don't i don't necessarily think that is true people i don't think people hunger for truth they hunger hmm. for what maybe they believe is true or what they want to believe is true or what they or... want to believe is true or what what promotes their belief system i don't know hmm. i don't know I don't know. Either way, there's just a lot of mistrust, sure, and and distrust of of our press and and information got. But either way, bottom line is where we where you and I land is it was criminal acts. People should be punished for doing it. Face the consequences, whatever they are. Yeah, there are always consequences for being part of the mob, whether you're the one who right gets the mob going or you're just part of that group there's always consequences for everything that we do yeah any decision we make there's right there's certain consequences could be good could be bad i think that uh where we draw where we have a problem is the people that engage in that the criminals that engage in that are treated differently than the criminals that burn cities down are, are treated differently than the criminals that burn cities down all summer long uh you don't you don't have to say anything. I'm just that is my opinion. Yeah, I think the so here I would agree. I would potentially agree with that. That's so safe to say that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
except I think I'm spitballing here, which is probably dangerous. I think the Capitol building has a little bit higher level of. I would. I'm just, I, I'm spitballing, Anthony. Don't crush me yet. Let me let me work through it. Let me work through my stutters. Let me let me figure it out in my brain. Hard. see what i want to say because you just want to attack me you just want to attack me you just want to you just want to be right I'm, I'm part of the problem you can't just let me kind of work this through like i told you go i'm ahead. trying to work it through you're go not ahead. letting me work it through you literally just are attacking me go ahead there's something to be said about the nation's capital and like i think i don't know man I could go. I could go. I could go either way. No, I, 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 I would agree with. That's you like on if that. someone, if someone attacks or bombs a church. Like I'm going to think much or a school. I'm going to think much more of that than a grocery store. I think it's terrible the grocery store gets blown up or like gets attacked. But if you attack a school, I'm not talking like kids' school shooter because I think there's that's a whole different thing. But if someone would attack a school, that's different than someone attacking a grocery. In my, in my, the way I think things through. Yeah. No, you know I, mean? I, I, would, I would agree. So the, the consequences of those actions, I would say this, the consequences of those actions should maybe hold, should maybe be greater than that of a rioter just, you know, breaking store windows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So consequences. Do we agree with that? I, no? I, would, I, would agree, I would agree consequences should maybe be different. Like oh, you're, yeah, yeah. you're talking okay. about a federal offense. I'm talking consequences. I'm not right. talking like, yeah, right or wrong. You're going. I'm saying you're, like you're taking over a, the weight, right, of something is heavier, depending on what it is, right? Correct. Yeah. That's what, what I'm saying. saying is that the consequence for a rioter breaking a window and looting a store, yes, obviously, someone who is uh, breaking a window and gaining access to the Capitol, their consequences should maybe be greater than. The person breaking a window in a store and looting a store, but you can't say we're going to deal with this over here, but this over here we're just going to wink at and not care about. That was my that's yeah. that's my perception of it. Yeah. Like we need to we need to all resources, all hands on deck to deal with this, but we can let cities burn to the ground. We can like have people take over police stations. Although some people some people are, I mean. Some people are being held accountable for some of those things. Are they? You don't, you don't hear very much about anyone being held accountable. Like you hear about people maybe getting arrested and released. Like I, I, I personally don't know of. Maybe they are. That one Antifa guy just got sentenced, I think. I, I mean, look. But one, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. Hold on. Look at, look at it, Lancaster City. Again, they weren't, they weren't, you know, no one burned down buildings or anything, but those rioters, they got high bail they burnt, and then they got the released and they burned car and everything. But uh, were there really any consequences that came out of that? Is, is stuff still going to trial? I don't know. What I do it's know. Great questions, Anthony. It's what great I do questions. know is when you like crushed them with high bail. It was it was like a magical. That was wild, right? Like you get arrested for acting like idiots and you get extremely high bail and you go to prison 
and uh, it was really weird. It it stopped. It ended. And then we, oh, never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> I saw that judge the other day that gave the high bail. Okay. And I I said to him, I'm like, I mentioned to him, he didn't recognize me with a beard. Of course not. You look like a wild man. And uh, you look like you belonged in January. 6th. I called it. I called his name. I'm like, yo. Uh, he he looks at me. I'm like, you know, it's Anthony. He's like, he's like, oh man, I didn't know. He's like, are you retired? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm retired now and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, uh, so I I I asked him about it. I'm like, what's up with what's up with our department? Kind of like hanging you out to dry with the bail. I was like, that was messed up. He's like, thank you for saying that. Like, he was super appreciative. I was like, I thought it was completely out of line. I was like, these, these guys like made the decisions they made. You set high bail, got them in prison, which solved the problem. And then our own department just hung you, like, just like hung you out to dry, like questioned, you know, when they were questioned about the high bail. Oh, that's the judge's decision. We had nothing to do with that. When we, Wrote request for high bails. I don't know if I can say that on that. We did. The department wrote high wrote requests for high bails on these guys. The judge obliged, and then we were like, "Oh, the judge makes that decision." That's crap. I felt bad for that. I'm judge. super happy to be working for my department. <laughs> you're not saying it. I'm saying it, and you're not here representing your department. You're here representing Gary. That's true. All right. Do I need, am I going to need to cut that out? No, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> so anyways, January 6th, what we were going to really talk about was uh, the officer-involved shooting yeah. by Capitol PD Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Uh, he was cleared by the DOJ and FBI. Um, he had an interview on NBC. Uh, did you watch the whole interview? I did. Did you really? I did. The full 38 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Um, what stuck what what stuck out to you about that interview? Well, maybe we should maybe we should start with do you think the shooting Yeah, let's start with that. Do you think the shooting was justified or not justified? I don't know how to answer that. Like I Do you like what do you mean you don't know how to answer it? I don't I mean, like I th- it. I don't like the shooting. Okay. All right. I don't like it. Why why not? Um he even says in his interview that he didn't see her. He didn't see her hands. He didn't know if it was male or female. He didn't see what was in the backpack. He didn't know what she was going to do. That doesn't sound like something that you can shoot somebody. Okay. Um, I I mean, listen, that scenario is crazy, and I, I, he's trying. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't I don't. Shooting an unarmed person. Uh, the problem is here. Here's 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 my my main issue with this. Yeah, they weren't ready. Oh no, they got no foggers. They, they weren't ready. They at had all. nothing. They had no. I mean, I guess some of the guys on the outside probably did. I watched that video multiple times because um, I knew we were going to talk about this, and that whole situation just blows my mind. There's literally like five police on the other side of those doors with that crowd. They're not getting beat. They're not getting punched. Nobody's throwing stuff at them. They're just behind the doors. 
they move like it looks like down the steps a little bit mm-hmm. and then that's when uh, ashley kind of climbs through that window as, yeah. as they're like breaking other windows and stuff and she gets zapped um that's so hard yeah. i mean i i get that our highest level of government leaders that represent the nation are like behind him i guess and i guess apparently like right after that happens they get everybody out i'm not sure like why couldn't they just go out before that happened i mean i I just yeah. have questions. Like I, I it just, yeah. I mean, to shoot somebody that's unarmed. I mean, she had to be little crawling through a little window. Like mm-hmm. th- he couldn't, I don't think he could have run up and kicked her. I think that would have been a better, I'm not trying to second guess the guy. Like I'm not in his shoes. It's just tough. Uh, it'd be hard to, he, uh, he said, I was just doing my job. I was just doing my job. I was just doing my job. Like, yeah. So that stuck out to you. I don't like it. During, I just during. don't like those words. I was just doing my job. Right. I was just doing what they asked me to do. I think he said it that way. Um, That's really interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. That it is a really interesting when you are engaged in a deadly force situation. I mean, he, he did say he was scared. He said he didn't know he was fearful. Um, I, I, I've been scared. I've been fearful. Right. And I've, w- when I got into a shooting, I wasn't like... I, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't want to get shot with a shotgun. That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I, well, I would hope so, Anthony. I don't want you to lie to me, dude. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Let me be honest with you. Oh, 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 are we're we going to lie to me before you said that. <laughs> uh, I do yeah. interviews for a living. Know, Anthony. So when a, somebody says that, I think what's about to come out of their mouth is not the truth. Right. Right. Um, I, I got it. Um, I would say I generally felt I was like, I'm not comfortable with this shooting. Like, I don't know how you would uh, justify that. I don't know how I would justify it as an officer. And then I watched the interview and my my feelings on it did change a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. still on the fence with it. Yeah. But my feelings did change a little bit because there were a couple things that stuck out to me. The fact that he do, he is tasked with protecting a group of people in the chambers. I, I think you ask a very valid question. If you were able to get them out and escape right, after the shooting. Right after it is why, how he describes right, it. Yeah. Why weren't you able to do that before the crowd even got there? Because you're hearing everything going on the radio. So did you just believe that it was just better to... Um, which it's very possible like he thought it was place. better hold in place, yeah. like, you know, buckle down there. I thought it was interesting. Like there, he's talking about how last line of defense, like, you know, at that moment, if, if they get through those doors, then they are in the house of representatives chambers with all these people he's tasked with protecting and on the radio, he's hearing about officers getting injured. He's hearing about shots fired. Right now that turned out not to be true. There was no right. shots fired, but he's hearing that, um, you know, some, some criminals in this crowd had fired shots through a yep. door or something like that. So he's hearing all these things and he's seen this person with a backpack trying to get through. So again, just, just trying to put myself in his frame of mind, because 
that is the way these things are decided. It's a reasonable officer on the scene. It's not it's not afterwards. They don't they don't look yep. back. They're looking at a yep. reasonable officer on the scene in that moment. In that moment, yep. Um, knowing what they knew. I'm like, I I can maybe see why he felt that that was something he needed to do. Like I, after I got done with the interview, I was kind of surprised because I, because going into the interview, I was like, I don't think this is a justified shooting. I really don't. I, I haven't for months thought it was a justified shooting. Having, having him talk about it and, and listen to him about it. I'm like, okay, he literally believes that his life and the lives of the people that he's supposed to protect in this house of representatives are in danger. He believes shots have been fired. Yep. He knows officers have been hurt. He doesn't know how bad they've been hurt. Um, breakdown in communication for sure, because there's other officers on the other side of those doors. Breakdown in communication for sure. But you know, yeah, I I can kind of you know see where where he's coming from. Am I saying I would have taken the shot at that moment? I don't know. Yeah, and here's, I don't know. here's the difference. We're talking, you and I both work a urban, in an urban environment, city environment. We, right. we go hands-on with people all the time. Right. Like that's lit- we, gr- we start from probably day two, if right. it's not day one, you're putting your hands on somebody. Right. I really doubt Capitol Police put their hands on a lot of people. Correct. They didn't deal with stuff in like, I, I mean, I, I just don't, I mean. Now, do you think he... He wouldn't have known how many people were on the other side of that door, though. Yep. He didn't know. I, guess, I mean, I guess you could see through that window. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I, 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 I feel I've, it's terrible what happened. Terrible what happened. Yeah. That I, Ash, it's Babbitt? Ashley Babbitt? Ashley Babbitt, yeah. Did I say, am I saying her name yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, here's the things that stuck out to me about the interview that I wanted you to, to ask you about. I get a little queasy when I hear, um, there are a couple things. He, he, he says he showed the most courage on that date. That really bothered me. Like most officers who are engaged in something like that do not sub- prescribe courage to themselves or think- seek, seek out. Like he sought out this interview too. Do you think he was given that line? Um, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Most, most officers don't seek out an interview like this. He, I would never. Right. Let me, let, me, let me not say never because that's, that's pretty strong. I, I can't see myself ever giving an interview to the media. Not I've, like literally told, yeah. I've literally told myself, like, I have no desire to talk to them. I don't think the media has any desire or care about whatever they want to hear from me. They have an agenda. They right. want to sell papers. They want the clicks. So they'll do whatever they can. And I don't know if I should say all that. I, I, that's just my belief. Like, right. they don't care. Like, if someone asked me for an interview about a case I investigated where, you know, a kid's no longer being abused because of a guy I picked up, I, I don't want to talk to the media about that. I, they don't care. They honestly do not care. They want the clicks. Right. I don't believe... I, I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't believe that's, I just don't believe they care. They want the yeah. clicks. Yeah. They're doing their job. Right. They're doing to their get the clicks. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, it would be hard for me to do that. I, 
my my understanding is that he he sought out this he wanted to put his there, story out there's there's my thing is if you're so concerned about your safety you're you're super concerned about your safety you you say that in the interview you've gotten threats and they've protected you they being his department and the they've United protected States your government. identity yeah. the doj the fbi everyone's protected your identity there's been things floating around that it may be you but you know you've been protected no one knows for sure but then you're you're so concerned about your safety you then seek out this limelight to to tell your tell your side of it or whatever that didn't sit well with me his statement that he showed well, the utmost say, courage on that date yeah didn't sit well with me go ahead i don't remember what i was gonna say when you say you said when you say like this thing isn't wasn't really in the media anymore you know what i mean like right. until the interview comes out and then it's back he was in. he was cleared i think he came right so there was like that initial like hey he's been cleared but like there wasn't like a right there, nobody was real mad about this the family right. was yeah rightfully so i think they should yeah. be upset i will say this too had he been a white officer and ashley been black i think it would be different i really do i think it would have been a different based on what like why would just you based think that? on just based on what happened all through um 2020 beginning of 2021 uh, the whole like scrutiny of the the race issue in law enforcement. I I I it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. But I do. I like think the way you say shouldn't. Should not. Shouldn't. It shouldn't, shouldn't matter. That's, dude. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. You make me want to rip that beard off your face. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. No, there's not even a how, D in it. You you say shouldn't. That's how you said it shouldn't every once in a while i say something that's like very dutchy uh dutchy yeah, yeah yeah shouldn't that's one of them so how how do you say it shouldn't shouldn't or okay. should not all right all right okay okay it's like i'm <laughs> down here with lauren you know <laughs> she's like correcting the way i speak I, she's she's she, she has pretty I, hair i hope she <laughs> i don't I hope, I hope she doesn't listen to this episode she's gonna be she like, won't oh, listen to it why would she want to listen to these idiots talk <laughs> no shouldn't shouldn't should not now see now i shouldn't like, now i'm like you just have to enunciate a little yeah. bit more so yeah um it should not matter yeah but unfortunately i do think it matters in this case i th i think it i th i think it has mattered hmm. um you know or different circumstances uh you know portland white officer you know a courthouse in portland if right this would happen like a a, a courtroom f uh, with a judge and and employees of the courthouse and maybe um a jury and stuff and the courthouse gets taken over white officer black rider completely different it would have been treated completely different in the press it really would have and if you don't think it would have i i don't even know how to respond to you like you're living under a rock like uh, <laughs> anyways but but so the aspect that he sought out the interview, that he said things like, I showed the utmost courage that day. Um, he also said, you know, when he was asked, why did you fire? He said it was last resort, failure to comply, really poor answers. Um, you know, you, they sound handed like, like yeah. I'm sure he worked with his attorney. You have to. 
Like, if you're going to give that interview, you have to work with an attorney. I can't blame him but for that. But that's a really poor attorney. If that's like that. No, but those are, those are the phrases. I mean, you're, look at, you're, you're already getting sued. You have to be careful what you say. I, I get why he said those, those things. I don't like the way it's phrased. I just, like, you're just protecting yourself instead of just. But that's my thing. Like, if, if you. I, I mean, I don't like if it. I you just, really I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, right. like, I understand why I did it. I wouldn't have done the interview. But, like, he chose to do the interview, and he's going to try to do it to save face and make sure he's kind of protecting himself also. But if you really believe that what you did was okay, then I don't think you'd be like just handing out canned responses. You'd be talking from the heart. And yeah. it didn't really seem like he was, yeah. I mean, a couple times he teared, he teared up. up. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. But he's like, I, you know, he didn't know if she had a weapon that's what, scary. What was like, in the backpack? Like you, you can't shoot somebody if you don't know that. Like if you don't, like if you're questioning whether or not they, they. I mean, it's just, it's just real but, hard. Like I, yeah. But again, like I, I actually like after watching it, I'm like I can understand. Yeah, like it, throw throw a book at her, throw something. Like the 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 doors are barricaded. She's got to climb through it. But if she climbs through, other people can climb through. I know. He doesn't have tools. He doesn't have the, the, the spray. He, do, he doesn't have like any tool. He doesn't have like an asp or a baton or anything. I mean, it doesn't look like it. Looks like he only has a pistol. Yeah, that's also that's a really good like. point. I, mean, that, I think it's... But again, they've had joint sessions of Congress for years. And he's worked lots of them. They've never had any issues, never had any problems like this, obviously. And then... This happens. You have your service pistol. That's all you have. Like, yeah, they don't have like a like a war room where they could run in and grab, yeah, you know, M4s and like, yeah, you know, riot stuff. They 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 didn't. They weren't ready for it. Right. Which is sad because they there was reports that there might be something happening. I mean, I right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's I, there's talk that like extra security was asked for and it was denied. Like. But who knows what you can believe? Yeah. yeah. You can't prep enough. I think, I think. And they weren't prepped. They no. weren't ready. But I think like in that moment, what he did, listening to his interview. Yeah. And I'll, I'll read a couple paragraphs here from, from the attorney, um, uh, the United States Attorney's Office in D.C. about their findings. I do, I do think it's the right to, I personally think it was the right decision not to charge him. I think you, be, because of the job, because of a reasonable officer on the scene. I agree with you. Like, I think you, Am I, I think you have to. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I think the Capitol Police is open for suit and all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Babbitt's family will, will sue them. And I hope they get money. They, yeah. I think they deserve it. She got caught up in the moment. But again, we talked about this. There are consequences for your actions. Yeah. This one happened to be deadly. It, I wish it wasn't. I don't right. think it should have been. Um, I think something else could have happened. But like, yeah, there's consequences for actions. Yeah. The U.S. Attorney, uh, USA, USAA, United States of America Attorney in D.C. said the focus of the criminal investigation was to determine whether federal prosecutors could prove that the officer violated any federal laws concentrating on the possible application of, you know, 18 U.S.C. 242, a federal criminal civil rights statute. 
Um, in order to establish a violation of this statute, prosecutors must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer acted willfully to deprive Mrs. Babbitt of a right protected by the Constitution or other law. Here, the Fourth Amendment right not to be subjected to an unreasonable seizure. Prosecutors would have to prove not only that the officer used force that was constitutionally unreasonable, but that the officer did so willfully, which the Supreme Court has interpreted to mean that the officer acted with bad purpose to disregard the law. As this requirement has been interpreted by the courts, evidence that an officer acted out of fear, mistake, panic, misperception, negligence, or even poor judgment cannot establish the high level of intent required under Section 242. The investigation revealed no evidence to establish beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer willfully committed a violation of 18 U.S.C. 242. Specifically, the investigation revealed no evidence to establish that at the time the officer fired a single shot at Mrs. Babbitt, the officer did not reasonably believe that it was necessary to do so in self-defense or in defense of members of Congress and others evacuating the House chamber. Acknowledging the tragic loss of life and offering condolences to Mrs. Babbitt's family, the U.S. Attorney's Office and the U.S. Department of Justice have therefore closed the investigation into this matter. Ultimately, I mean, I think that was the right decision, and I think that that level of deference to officers who are involved in these types of things need to be given. Um, because in the moment, yeah, I mean, he was under an extreme amount of stress, whether it was the right decision, whether it was justified, you know, the USAA is saying we don't have enough, basically, we don't have enough proof to prove that it was a, you know, willful. a willful act of just, you know, Possibly could have been negligent or misperception or a lot of other things, but it doesn't meet the the legal standard. And I think it's so important to keep that for officers. Yeah, um, to, I agree. To, to to protect them in those high stress type of things. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, every circumstance, every incident has its own set of facts, and. I just seen lots of other ones that they've been charged. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. Where like it seemed way more justified than this to me. Yeah, no, I, and I'm not saying this isn't justified. I'm just saying like if we're looking totally, at like weights, yeah, weights of things. Totally agree. Yeah, I totally mean to agree. protect the, our our federal government elected officials. Right. Whether or not we like them or not, which I appreciate that he said that. He said, "I don't care if you're." Yeah. You know, I don't care what race you are. I don't care what um, party you're involved with. I'll protect you. Right. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and I believe him. Yeah. I believe him. Yeah. I will say, I will What'd say. Go ahead. Go ahead. What'd you think about like people bringing up the fact that he had like a, a complaint or a investigation because he left his gun in a bathroom? I, I mean, that, honestly, that's kind of, you know, that's crap. I mean, <laughs> I agree. I laughed. I mean, who hasn't left their gun in a bathroom at one time or another? <laughs> have you? Have you? No. Oh, I shouldn't put you on the spot. No, like I've that. never done that. I've never done that. I've never done it. I've but seen let me it happen. You, I'm terrified of it. Oh, I know. There's been times where I've been in bathrooms and I'm like, it, it, it's like one of those things like I'm legitimately scared about. You have to say it out loud. That's what I do. Like when I go in a stall and be like, all right, that, that's kind of weird that we're talking about this. I'll say my gun's here. My gun's here. And 
take care of business and then be like okay guns back on like yeah and i like i'm like a freak about it like yeah, i have because to it's so easy to because we literally like we carry a gun everywhere we go all the time and like it's, it's it becomes like a part like, of you it's like keys it's like a set yes. of keys it's a wallet like and i often but it's think what, about uh, way more important <laughs> right right and but what what is really <laughs> weird about it is it is it is it's just like uh something you grab when you're yeah. going out the door and and like why um, would i bring a gun to your house like you, you, we don't live that far away <laughs> from each other and i literally like i have my gun to come to and from but you house. know like, i always think there's there's times where i'm like like i'm not stopping to get gas i'm not going right. to get i mean i might get milk if if the but wife, you never the wife know. hits me up you never, never know. know never know dude if we get assaulted in this house right now oh my word we're it going would be to the, town i my gun's upstairs though that's a problem oh, i'm gonna fight you for my own <laughs> We'll get in a fight. I'll protect we'll, your house. We'll, we'll die fighting each other. For the gun. <laughs> Whoever the intruder, the burglar is, would be like, what are these idiots doing? No, it, it's so <laughs> true because you get so used to it. And honestly, like there are times where I'm like, I'm way too comfortable with the gun. Like the way I like oh. handle it, like I'm setting it here, I'm throwing it there. Like, yeah. you know, and, uh, uh, but yeah, you're like that. Like when I heard that, I'm like, thank God I've never done that. <laughs> Because there, it's been it's yeah. been close before where I've you know, <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I've had a. I remember someone walking around with a with a gun, um, and being like, "Hey, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I found this in the bathroom." Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. No, I I was like, that's that's it's that's silly. stupid. It's now, fluff. What it's I, like trying to get. It's yeah. It's, that's it's it's the, what they. That's like, what they do. We're so easily manipulated as humans. Like right. people are easily, I am, I'm easily manipulated. Right. Just like you are, just like anybody else is. Um, we're so easily manipulated and, and just little snippets like that is just to manipulate you. Yeah. Like it means nothing. Right. About what happened on January 6th. Right. Zero. It means zero things. Right. Zero things. Because whoever wrote that article didn't say all of the commendations that he had throughout right. his 20... 45 years of service, whatever it was. And maybe he didn't have any. I don't know. I'm, he was a lieutenant or is a lieutenant, I'm sure. I, here's he the thing. Awards. I would love to talk to his peers. Whenever I see yes. something like this, I, I wish I could talk to their peers because They're not then. The, their, their peers and his people who work under him. When like I cops say, that work when I see peers, I'm talking about people he works with. Yeah. All right. People he yeah. works with. Like, like directly. Yeah. Yeah. And just ask them, is this guy like a soup sandwich or right. is he legit? Right. Like, can like that, that's where you get the real answers. Cause I think literally you just, ask, I, I think I would be comfortable asking them. I would be comfortable asking them. Was this a good shooting? Like, yeah. And I think they would be able to answer just like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's, so easily manipulated just like everybody else. I'd be like, okay, I believe you. Probably not. But, 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 but here's you know, the thing. Like, like if you have, if you, if you, the, the people that work with him know yep. all the inner workings, know like, you know, they know stuff that we don't know. Yeah. I, and yeah. I mean, I don't. There's not a lot you can see with the way that he's holding his pistol. There's not like great angles, but I don't like it. 
the little bit that I saw, I didn't like. Did you see the he photo? Looks, he looks scared. Did you see the photo of him? Which maybe is good for being, listen, it being a justified shooting. But listen, wouldn't you be like scared? Like you're literally, you are the officer in charge in the House of Representatives with representatives with you. You are in command and you are tasked with protecting that group of people. Yeah. And if they get through the door, you've already been told, you've already heard over the radio, shots have been fired. You already know officers have been injured. Yeah. And I guess you don't know those three guys on the other side. You don't know the other officers yeah. on the other side. Like, I, I do think the DOJ and the FBI made the right decision in not right. charging him. I think I agree with you. But there is a photo of him in the chambers before he's up at the window of him holding his gun. And it appears in the photo that he is piping, pointing the gun at <laughs> unintel- Which, unintentionally, like it's out of its holster and it's pointed in the direction of friendlies. And it also looks like his finger is on the trigger. And, but it's hard to tell. And in photo. reality, that would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. Why wouldn't it surprise you? Oh, <laughs> of course you had to ask. <laughs> Again, like, cause it's a lieutenant. Well, that and like, I think Capitol Police, like, yeah. if he worked that type of security, I think that he the did. amount of times that you draw your gun, right, is probably very rarely. He, did you and say- I drew our guns lots and yeah. lots. We handled lots of gun. We did lots and lots of work with, like, gun work. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm comfortable drawing my gun. I'm not scared to draw it. My yeah. finger's not on the trigger. Like, I can hold it in a safe place. Like, right. even under stress. Yeah. Like I've done it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that doesn't mean if I get in a situation like the Florida guys that we watch the cue to dip doesn't mean I'll act like, you know, it doesn't mean like I'll be able to do it then. But like when I've drawn my gun, I've been in control of it. Right. I haven't been overwhelmed by drawing my gun. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just, it just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and in reality, here, here's the deal. Like, if you're a police officer in a place that you don't, or a security or capital, whatever you are, and you don't get to draw your gun a lot, you have to play with your gun. You have to. You, you have to get used to using it. Like if you're, not, if you're in a department right. that you don't use your gun a lot, you have to become familiar with it. Like, like you, it, it's, it could save well, your life someday. It could save someone else's life. You, you could take someone's life with it accidentally, and you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. It is, it's, it's your, like, it's your tool. It's your, like, you got to know how to swing a hammer if you're, if you're right. a carpenter. And I will tell you. You have to train. You right. have to train. You have to, like, get it out. You have to play with it. You have to, like, be comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, you shouldn't be carrying a gun. Right. And I will tell you, you know, the last two years on the job when I was, you know, the supervisor of SEU, we were mainly plain clothes all the time. Yeah. So the holster I wore when I was plain clothes was completely different than the holster I wore if I was in uniform. And I was in uniform sometimes. Mm-hmm. I will tell you every single time I put on my uniform, because we also, in that time frame or right around there, we went to higher security holsters. Yeah. And so every single time I put on my, like a full uniform with my duty belt, I would draw my gun. 10 times from that holster in my office um just just to just to be okay yeah. because 
because it was a different it was a different holster I was used to. I now your body cams are going off like crazy. Every time you pull that thing, the body cams I wouldn't even off. turn my body cam on at that point. <laughs> I mean, everybody else is around you. I don't care about their body cams. <laughs> not your problem. <laughs> not my problem. I uh, yeah, I would I would. Um, Somebody had their body cam on the other day, <laughs> doing like a thing, <laughs> like recording something, and like while they were while they were doing that, someone was drawing their gun. Yeah. And every time it marked it on the thing, possible gun with gun draw, possible gun draw, possible <laughs> gun with, like, it's hilarious. So well, it's like, is that new technology? So it's like time stamped on the, on is the that recording. new technology now with the gun draw? Like, yeah, I didn't know I guess, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild yeah. though. So, like, See, on the video, the on the video, as it's like that you're watching, it's just an interview. So, like, somebody's being interviewed using a body cam. Right. And, like, as the interviews go and there's like a time mark, like a check mark, like saying, Hey, something just happened here. Well, gun drawn. So like, like so during the interview, like, so during the interview, it looks like a gun's being drawn. Right. <laughs> but it's not, I mean, it's not of course. that person's gun. It's someone right. like in the, in the office, like right. yeah. know, 40 feet away. See, these are the things people don't realize about <laughs> these body cams. They think, Oh, they're great. They're going to solve everything. And now you'll go to court. And then that interview, they'll be like, did you draw your gun 15 gun? times? Were you pointing your gun at During my client? Yeah, exactly. How dare you? Yeah. This body cam says it, it happened. It and I, happened. I guess sometimes I wish like officers to be like, yes, I did. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's going to go well. Yeah. No, I, it's too funny. It's, it's, uh, that's crazy. But yeah. So I think we're a lot closer than we think. No, yeah, we're we're way yeah. closer. I I think they I don't may, love it. I don't I just think, don't love it. I, I don't love some, it either. I wish something else happened. I mean, but here's the thing: like I talk about this on the show all the time. You can not like something; it can not make you feel good. It doesn't necessarily make it wrong. And in this incident, yeah. I, you know, I'm not super comfortable with it. I don't love the interview. I don't love some of the things he says in the interview. I have questions about it, but. At the end of it, I think it's the right decision not to to say it was a clean clean shoot based yeah. based on based on everything I know about it. Yeah, so. I hope they make changes in the building. Well, like those doors, you should be able to bar up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be able to bar up. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, that's silly that that hasn't happened. Right. Well, because we're because we're a country that like. We should be free and we shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. But we're at the place now where maybe maybe we do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to see the bars, but I want them to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want them to be able to, like, shut doors and nobody can get in unless right. you have, like, super high-end tools. But Yeah. Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they will now. And, oh, I'm sure they're going to throw tons you know. of money. And then they had the, uh, did, you just, did you just see the, uh, when was that? That was, like, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, a couple weeks ago. They had the um they were advertising a a protest or rally oh, yeah. in defense of the people who had been re- arrested at January sixth yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And like hardly anyone showed up and there was a like, the picture of all the FBI. Dude, there, guys. Was, there was like this picture floating around the internet of all the FBI guys. All the feds, yeah. Dude, they were definitely feds. <laughs> you Don't can't you think say so? That, Anthony. Dude, there is it doesn't no matter what I think. Way. Do they look like feds? Yeah. They do, dude. I saw it, and then I, they arrested that one dude who was like off who duty. Was, who was a fed, like, like undercover. Or they whatever. arrested yeah. like you know a couple people, but one of the people they arrested yeah. was 
was a fit. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. But yeah, I saw the picture of those guys and I was like, they are absolutely 100% federal agents. Now, and again, we're I so easily manipulated. Right. I wonder if it was, it was even, even there. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or if it was a different day or like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you don't know. You don't, don't know. Anything. No, no. I don't believe but. nothing. Listen, Gary is the man. So glad he came on and argued with me. Uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I do really enjoy talking to him. We do argue a lot, uh, but that's what makes it fun to have him on. And it's all in good fun. It's always a ton of fun having him on the podcast. I'm looking forward to doing the next uh, patron live episode with him, as I'm sure you will be uh, looking forward to as well. This week's cue the dip winner is Atlanta PD officer Sharia Thomas for her act of kindness uh, that she was caught doing back in April, but just recently came to light. Listen, A lot of my Q the Dip winners have been officers who have done heroic and brave acts under extreme circumstances, and many times those are the officers I will continue to highlight. But a Q the Dip moment doesn't have to involve righteous violence or bravery. Sometimes it's just the act of kindness by an officer that really just goes above and beyond. Here's a clip from CBS 46 out of Atlanta about this Q the Dip act by Atlanta Officer Sharia Thomas. An Atlanta police officer is speaking out, explaining what motivated her viral act of kindness. Have you seen this? This is great. The video shows APD Officer Sharia Thomas giving a pair of tennis shoes to a man in need. She says she actually bought the shoes for a different man after noticing that his shoes were tattered. But when she got back from the store, he was gone. The next day, though, Officer Thomas says she came across the man seen in the video here barefoot She gave him the shoes instead. She said that she had no idea anybody was watching. Honestly, like, um, I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers, so from time to time, I just put shoes in my trunk to give to people that I may see that may need them. It's never a time that I don't think about others due to the fact I haven't always been able to give. So now that I'm able to, I just like to help sensitive side of police officers they're not only courageous officer thomas says that she never expected the video to go viral she says she knows several officers she works with who do the same thing every day and she hopes that people recognize that police officers are here to help humanizing the badge i got teared up on that one kudos to officer sharia thomas for winning the kicking up the dust in pursuit segment this week i thought it was cool that she has a giving heart um, that, that she expressed she wasn't always able to give to others, but now that she has that ability, uh, she wants to, and she purposely looks for those moments to do just that. I also don't think we should be surprised at her emotion. I think officers are so burdened by the job, what they see, what they do, um, that when anyone praises them or shows them kindness, it means much to them. I don't know why the interview made her cry or how long she's been an officer, but I suspect She's seen and experienced a lot working for Atlanta PD, and most of her shifts are probably filled with abject hatred towards her. When someone is nice to you, it means something. When someone recognizes you for something good instead of just trying to figure out how to bury you, it means something, and I suspect that those sentiments played into her emotion during that interview. So you may question, why did I pick this particular act of kindness to highlight in the cue to dip? Well, for me, it hinges on two verses that speak to this idea of doing good works as a Christian. 
Matthew 5.16, your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So as a Christian, I believe our good works should be done as a way to ultimately glorify God and not glorify ourselves. And then Matthew 6, 1-4 kind of touches on this a little more. Take care not to practice your righteousness or your goodness. Uh, that's what righteousness means. But take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people, to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, so that they will be praised by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This idea that when possible, whenever possible, we should do good works. We should practice righteousness and goodness to other people in private uh, as a way to glorify God and and point people to God and also as a way to um, store up rewards in heaven and not on this earth through the accolades of uh, other people. The website Police One has a monthly feature called The Upbeat where they highlight extraordinary acts like this by officers each month. Acts like this are done all the time and for the most part are never even known. Even Officer Thomas in this clip talked about how she knows several officers who do the same type of acts without fanfare or notice. So I wanted to highlight a cue the dip moment that happens all the time but is rarely recognized. I also highlighted this particular moment because Officer Thomas did it privately. Go back to those verses. And, and, and think about what those verses say. And, and so I was impressed with the fact that she did it privately. She didn't seek any recognition for doing this act. In fact, no one would have known about it had not a private citizen recorded it and then took the step of handing it over to a local news agency. A good work done privately sometimes feels like a novel concept these days. We live in a look-at-me culture. Look at the good I just did, or even look at just the perceived good I did. Sometimes it's done to gain praise, and sometimes it's done in attempts to claim moral superiority. Perhaps I've been talking too much about COVID, I don't know, but it's a perfect example, really. Some people, not all people, who believe because they wear a mask and got the jab and got the vaccine that they somehow have moral superiority over people who are really struggling with these decisions, who are asking lots of questions and laboring over the best course of action for themselves and their families. People who have legitimate concerns like myself and who are truly seeking biblical direction in these issues. And yet at times find themselves surrounded by people who announce boldly for the world to see that everyone should mask and everyone should get the vaccine just as they did. And should they not, they are then less than. They are idiots simpletons that don't care about others and are a danger to America. We see it in the social justice movement as well, where there is a clamoring to prove how nice and benevolent those are who embrace the ideologies of these movements, while those who have serious concerns about what's behind those ideologies are told they don't love people and are racist. We see our culture claim moral superiority and quote-unquote good works as they absolutely and unequivocally deny how God made people to be either male and female in his image. And for those who push back with truth against this foolishness, they're quickly labeled as bigots 
and hateful. And the same goes with some police departments, clamoring and begging us to look at all the good things they are doing. Hey, look over here. We just did this. Hey, look at this photo of us supporting this. Hey, check this out. Police departments claiming so-called good works left and right. And meanwhile, in some of these places, the crime rate is absolutely skyrocketing. The best officers I worked with, the very best, and I worked with some very, very good officers, had, they had a simple mission. They held to a simplistic way of life. Their mission was to make life absolutely miserable for those doing crime. These officers were absolutely able and willing to engage in a level of righteous violence that most people don't even think about. And yet I would witness them interact with people in the most respectful and kind ways every single shift. These same same great officers never sought accolades and didn't do all the fuzzy, cuddly community events unless absolutely ordered to. However, they would receive praise and thanks quietly. A special breed that wants the limelight to come from the bad guys. They want to be known by name by those who commit crime. They want to be part of units that are talked about on prison calls and whom cause criminals to change tactics and look over their shoulders. And then they receive the highest praise a police officer can receive, so special to those who do the job well, that whispered, or even sometimes not even whispered, just mouthed, thank you, after you take the door off a drug house and haul out the cursing dealers and confiscate their guns and drugs. The email or note from a resident thanking them for helping making a block better. The relationship with good people in a bad block who call you every week because they like you and they like what you're doing. The rare, tearful thanks and apology from someone they arrested. No photos, no posts, no fanfare. Just officers doing their job day in and day out salted with good works, done without notice. And yet these are the type of officers that are oftentimes being vilified because they are doing the actual work of law enforcement, the work that makes people uncomfortable, that that people don't understand, and that won't get you 100 heart emojis on a department social media post. And yet that's just the way they like it. Sure, they want to be recognized by those leaders they respect. They enjoy the thanks from people that actually live in the community and can testify to the difference that the police actions brought in their block. But they understand kindness and good works in a different way than our culture does. It's not about them. It's about service. So the question for you and for me is, are we doing good works? I mean, really good works. Not just look at me works but good works. And if we are, who are we doing them for? It's an important question to ask ourselves. In addition, and more importantly to your soul, is if you are not a child of God, then your good works go no further and gain nothing more than some accolades here on this earth. That's what those passages in Matthew were talking about. They have have obtained all they can for you. But if you know your Father in heaven, then you know that your good work should be done in a private manner, if at all possible, and to bring God glory and not to seek the glory from men. 
go ahead and keep your moral superiority. Go ahead and speak your empty platitudes and talk about your empty virtuous ways. I pray that my good works would do nothing but glorify my God and point others to him. If you don't know God the Father and his son Jesus, would you confess and believe right now? And then out of that belief, kick up the dust in pursuit of good works to the glory of God. Thank you.